Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 19, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a number of things on the docket. So let's get right down to business. The first order of business happens to be the daily chart. What's jumping off the page at us? What the heck is that 435.53 line horizontally running across the screen? We're going to get to that in a moment. Let's take a look at the thing from a 30,000-foot view perspective. Okay, so now the second day in a row, they've closed below the 20-period moving average. However, we have what seemingly is a reversal candle. Could this be another, and we talked about this, could this be another recocking of the weapon? Check out where they went today on low. And we're going to discuss the same as we did last night of where they were. So check this out. So on low today, they went down to 436.12. We talked about two very important spots last night. One was this breakdown candle high, which happened to be 436.06. And right below that was a gap. The gap is 435.53. That's where the line comes from. They didn't get there today. It's a bit of shenanigans. Let me explain further. Before we get into that in detail, remember, the reason why this breakdown candle high was important is because the market ran up to that spot, and then it gapped above it. It could trade through it, but it chose to gap above it. It's easier to gap above it. Sometimes the market will take the path of least resistance. So therefore, that is by definition a breakout area. Now, they've already come down to run a test of that area. The low here is 436.10. But just because they've run a test doesn't mean that they can't run another test. And we don't know at the time whether or not that test will or won't hold. We had a gap below, 435.53. And let me show you now why that's important, why I'm harping on that a little bit, and where the shenanigans comes from. We had a little bout of thieves in the early morning. What are we looking at? We're looking at an hourly chart that includes the pre-market activity from this morning. So guess what? Here, leading up to 9 o'clock, they were filling the gap. They began filling the gap at 5 o'clock in the morning. They went back and forth. They bantered around, back and forth, around the gap. And then, right before the opening bell, and here's a 15-minute chart, they start trading away. And here is the opening print, 930 Here's the 945 candle or ending at 945. So you see what was going on. They filled the gap while nobody was looking. Why is that significant, by the way? Because it's a bit of a tell at times. It creates an awareness, at least something I'm looking for. When they do that kind of stuff, and we've seen this before, so you've seen me treat these situations very similar or almost the same. We know that when a market comes up short of a gap, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're coming back later, or it's bullish for the time being and they're going to trade away. So, the fact that they filled it in the pre-market, started trading away from it early morning, we had the early buy the dip crowd, they ensued a early rescue operation, and they left the gap alone. That tells me something for later in the day. It gives me a clue of part of, or at least a component of the storyline at minimum of for the morning session, maybe for the rest of the day. And you're going to see more of that 
inside the numbers had a pretty good handle on the tape today. What else do we have on the daily chart? So we're talking about maybe a recocking of the weapon. So we talked about that again last night and certainly many times before. So they've done it here, they did it here, they did it here, and here we go again. Does that mean they go to new highs? We don't know that, we don't have a clue. They can, maybe they won't. It doesn't really matter for now. What matters is, how do they close the week? What do some of the other markets look like? We take it one day at a time, one candlestick at a time. If, for example, they reverse back down tomorrow after the intraday or early morning reversal today, and they go back down, let's say they fill the gap and they settle in on the 50-period moving average. That's one scenario leading into the weekend. Let's say they don't do that. Let's say they go in the other direction, but in the northern direction, and they close the week back above the daily chart 20-period moving average, having dipped below it two days and then a recapture. That's a different scenario. We read the tape that's presented to us each and every day. We take the market at face value with the full and complete understanding that the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew will be showing up from time to time. I think it's important to look around the horn at some of the other time frames to see what's confirming or potentially not confirming what we see on the daily chart. You look at the 240, they've settled around the 50 period moving average, but above the 50 period moving average. So the takeaway from this chart is they had a dip lower, but they recovered back and closed back above the 50 period moving average. That's a bullish signal if for nothing else. If you had to choose one, it's bullish versus bearish. The 120 period moving average, similar situation, looks a little bit even more healthy than the 240 chart. In this particular case, They dropped below, but then had recaptured the 100 period moving average. Then they ran a test somewhere in the vicinity of halfway down this breakup candle. So we're not saying that's a full on test, but it's some kind of a test. Recaptured the 100 period moving average. Again, that's bullish type of behavior. The hourly chart, we see more of the same. There's really no new information on the hourly chart. Putting things in perspective, From the big or bigger picture perspective, the weekly chart, the trend is your friend until she tosses you off the roof. The trend is firmly in the northern direction. They're riding the 20 period moving average. Technically speaking, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the weekly chart, period, full stop. Doesn't mean the other charts, the shorter time frames, won't turn and morph the weekly chart into something different that eventually will happen, but at present, there's nothing wrong with the chart. All right, inside the numbers. We're gonna go through a lot of the commentary because it's important if you're active or would like to be active in the market during the trading day, there's a couple of things on the table. A, the numbers work. You need to understand where they come from, why they're there. You need to understand how we affect trades inside the numbers. When not to trade, when to trade. In addition, and keep in mind this is the three-pillar approach, you learn the foundation of how the market works through the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. Then you get the continuing education in these videos each night, and then you get the PhD inside the numbers. I'm telling you, pay attention to inside the numbers because today you'll start to see why and how all this stuff gets tied together. What's talked about at night, what's in the course, and what's here each and every day inside the numbers. It's all one thing. 
And as you get more comfortable, and as you understand what's really going on, how the market really works, that's when you can start to make real money. Pay attention to this stuff today. Wake up red, we've got opportunity on the docket. The awareness is one day, buy the dip crowd, gets a pie in the face, the market sells hard, resulting in a change in character and trend. It could be any day the market is selling in the morning. It could be any day, period. So we need to have that awareness. It wasn't today, but we need to be aware of that fact early in the morning. We had some early numbers on the board. We're down here. The zone between 433, 431.85 is important. If the market got there quickly in the morning, that was a buy them with both hands type of scenario. They didn't get there. That's okay. There's always another trade around the corner. Now, we're giving some what-ifs in the early commentary, but let's focus on this a little bit down the page. Let's say they find low and start to reverse. Think back to what happened. This is long before the market even opens. This is posted around zero dark 30. We have to consider another higher low and yet again a recocking of the weapon for another push higher. Forget the news today because tomorrow it can change on a dime. I don't know what they were talking about today. Maybe it was the Fed. Maybe it was coronavirus. Maybe it was Afghanistan. Maybe it was a combination of all three. But tomorrow, if the market is green, none of that will make a hillbilly's bit of difference. And then a reminder, cash is a position and traders who are uncomfortable trading in the wild don't have to. If the market is going to get wild, you don't have to participate. Certainly, there's opportunity on the board. It's what trading was made of. But if you're newer or it's not for you, you like quieter markets, that's fine. There's something for everybody. You're not required to participate when the risk is elevated. So a little bit of a word about reducing risk and treating it as a business, all that stuff. I think it's important to reiterate that stuff on mornings like this. All right, let's see what else we have. Now it's at about 8.50, still before the opening bell. It's an anything goes type of open. They could bounce it right out of the gate and begin a rescue operation, a la what happened. We've seen this before. They can make it look like that, then hit it again. We've seen that too. They could open the trap door and send Price to run a test of an important zone. That would be the 433 to 431.85. There would have been support in that zone. I would have been a buyer in that zone. But there are other numbers on the board important and should be known. There's a gap where they're sitting at during the pre-market session. Sound familiar? 435.50, give or take. It was 435.53 on the board when you saw the chart. Below that opens other doors, but they didn't get below that, so we don't need to discuss it. They reversed right in front of the gap, and we've seen this so many times. Let's move along, see what else we have. 921, resistance can be found at around 437.75 if reached in the early going. So as we get closer to the opening bell, what was happening is they're goosing the market. They do this a lot. So if they're going to pop them higher at the open, where's the resistance? Because if they run into resistance and they're going to hit them again, there's a spot and it's an opportunity. Again, this is all in the pre-market session. Let's get our faculties with a visual. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line is at 437.75. The opening print today was all the way down at 436.27. So they ran up into the resistance zone, they stopped there for a while, they pulled back, 
they provided a trade for those traders who wanted the short trade. It was on the board. You'll see it in a moment. And then you can also see that same area, 437.75, they ran a test. They ran another test. So we know that that spot is important. We always seem to be working with important numbers, important spots before the opening bell. That's the idea. Know your numbers. There it is, 932. There's an aggressive short at 937.75, give or take, closing candles above, and they fill the gap and you get squeezed out. Trader's choice. It's not for everybody, but it's for some. Back to the picture, where was the gap? 439.22, after they went back and forth in a chop shop formation, little bit of a scalp trade on the short side, they hung around for a while, and as they hang around for a while, what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock, so you know how to read the tape. They're building energy for another push higher. To where? To fill the gap. What did they do when they got to the gap? They busted through a little bit higher, and then what did they do? They came back to the same spot. 437.75. Know your numbers. Let's move along, see what else we have in the notes. 439.22, that's where they would be going above 437.75. Couple of screw jobs from stocks on the move. We'll get to those later. Traders that took the short need to book profit along the way. Didn't look like much on the chart, but they certainly gave you a handful of points pretty quick. Next time up, and this is after the short trade, right? So they pulled back. Now they go back up. So next time up is not a short. Why? Because we don't want sloppy seconds. They may be running a test and come back down, but it's a one and done. First time, best time, that's the way this works. So this was the one by 946, we understand this now, this is the one where the buy the dip crowd comes in and begins the rescue operation. We never know which one. That's why we have to have the awareness. How many traders do you think either shorted the market at the open or were already short from yesterday and thought they were getting paid but instead got piped? We see this all the time, you know the answer. In fact, some of you out there are the answer. We know the target as they push higher, 439.22, we're moving along. 437.75 is support, staying above and the door remains open to fill the gap. Little word on one of the stocks on the move, we'll get to that later, had to put an additional price target on the board, worked out just fine. And we're moving along. Here comes the gap. Now I'm citing some other important numbers. You have ES4400 and SPY440. They look the same, but they're not the same. When the ES gets to 4,400, the SPY was about 439.70. So you need to understand both numbers. They can either both be resistance, or they can just blow right through one and get to the other. You never know which one they're going to do. Now, also, early this morning, and basically happened to be persistent all day long, the IWM at the time was not filling its gap left open from yesterday. So it's interesting. It's my favorite market leading indicator. We're going to talk about it later. But when I see something interesting on the board from looking around the horn, you got to put it on the board. Same support and resistance in between is a chop shop formation. And then finally, they made a push higher. They went to the big fat round number. They came up one penny short. Are there any accidents or coincidences in the market? And the answer is, no, there isn't. Now, that was just at the time. They went through it later, but the point is, is that when you see that happen, that's just game playing. Above the gap, there's a breakdown candle high. Need to know about that for later, 441.55. If they push through the big fat round number of 440, which is a 
psychological round number, then their next thing up on the docket, they didn't have to get there, but that was the next big time target, 441.50, give or take. We're moving along. Let's see what else we have. Nothing real relevant right here. About 1034, aggressive traders can purchase 437.85, give or take, for a scalp or more to the long side. Closing candles below 437.80 would put the trade in question. 437.85, 10.34 a.m. 10.39, showtime for the bulls to take a stand or lose the market. 437.85, give or take. Here's the picture again. 437.85 is the line. There's your time frame. The candle ending at 10.40. So we're talking about that as they're coming down. You're in the trade. They come down, they hang around for a few minutes, they go just a few pennies below, and then what do they do? They do what they're supposed to do. They go back up in the other direction. Now, you're going to see something else where this all gets tied together in a moment. Let's see what else we have. They were fighting the spot, so we can see this is the spot. Who's going to win? Bulls are behind and slipping at present. 437.25, give or take, is another short-term spot and probably the last line of defense before the lows or close to the lows. They didn't quite get down there, but that was just a secondary safety net while we waited for them to turn around. And by 9.52, just a few minutes later, and there they go. 4.38.40, give or take, is the first spot for profit. Then 4.39.25 is the next target for profit. A trailer can be held after that. Again, with the picture, 4.39.25 was the area that we needed to take profit, and that is, in fact, the area in which they stopped going higher and they ate time off the clock. So you don't know whether they're going to get rejected or they're going to eat time off the clock or keep going. In this case, the eight time off the clock, if you know how to read the tape, and you do, it gives you a clue for what's next. As long as they stay above 439.25, what are they going to do? They're going to make another leg higher. That's the way the market works. So check this out. So 10.55, classic intraday ABC pattern right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader. Let me explain, Lucy. This is not the first one of these you're going to see today, but this was the first one this morning. There was actually two that played out, and we got both of them. So let me explain what this is. And this is taught in the course. You have a leg higher. That's the A leg. You have a leg lower. That's the B leg. It's got to stay inside of this could have a deep retracement, but it's still a B leg. And if it's a valid ABC type of pattern, and we've talked about this many, many times in here, what it does is it goes back up and it completes once they get above the high of the A leg. So you see it unfolding, identify it, hashtag reading the tape, there it is. Classic ABC pattern. Right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader. There's a lot of other stuff in there too. So that was a profitable trade. The rest is trader's choice. A little word about the big fat round numbers, and we're off to lunch. Now, the afternoon, we had a similar situation. I'm just going to fast forward to that situation. You can pause the video, read the notes for yourself, go back to the charts to double-check the work. But look here at the 240 post. When you look at the hourly chart, there's no reason they can't be doing the same thing they did this morning in terms of the ABC pattern. The one earlier was noticeable on smaller time frame charts. If this is one of those, they don't have to complete it today. They can with an end of the day jam session. Below 437.46, 
on candle closes, and it's likely not the ABC thing. All charts act and react the same way. Where have you heard that before? Now we're looking at an hourly chart. Here's your A leg up, your B leg down, and your C leg hadn't really completed officially yet, but got pretty close. Either way, doesn't matter. Produced a fantastic trade for a lot of traders that just hopped on board for the C leg. And we're moving along. That's what happens when a valid ABC deal going on. They start to move higher. Funny how that works. And then we go into the end of the day, and you can certainly read the rest on your own. Stocks on the move had a healthy list today. Things were a little wild in the pre-market, but they quieted down because of the rescue operation. But we had CPE hit, X hit, RRGB, and AA. The rest didn't hit their entry targets. Couple of screw jobs. Couple came close. Let's go look at the charts. CPE, you could see what happened here. It came into the price, went below by one penny. The low was 25.56. They had a bounce, but they hung around for a cup of coffee. The high here is 26.17. Doesn't look like much on this chart. They certainly gave you the base hit, the minimum required base hit, and then some. But essentially, they hung around the price for most of the day. They hung around for the cup of coffee. Gave you the base hit, but hung around. The numbers work. U.S. Steel, they did a bit of a Macarena at the first number. You see what happened at the second number. Look at low of day here, 26.91 against 26.91. The numbers work. Sometimes you just got to scratch your head, don't you? Alcoa, I know I just said the numbers work, but once in a while they don't work. This one really didn't work. I had the wrong numbers. Close below the stop long before the low of day. We'll just call it a shitburger. Most of them work. Some of them don't work. We use the 80-20 rule. It's actually a little bit better than the 80-20 rule. So therefore, about 17%, give or take, aren't going to work. That's 17% of the total trades. You have to always keep that in mind. It's part of the business. What about Red Robin? What happened here? So let me explain this one. So the thing opened below the first two numbers. There was originally three numbers on the board, 2188 down to 2098. So it opened below two out of the three, and it blows through the third one. So you have to look at it and say, uh-oh, I got to go back to the drawing board real quick. So you saw in the commentary, I threw up 19 and a quarter up on the board, adjusted the stop accordingly. We had a new zone. So what happened? They came into 19 and a quarter. First, they came up short. But the concept is, you see what happened. That was, in fact, the number. Where did they go? Right back to the third number. What's going on over in Camp IWM? It's either going to be one heck of a fake out, they're going to reverse back up tomorrow, or they just gave up the 200-period moving average. And remember, one day doesn't make a trend. One day doesn't cement anything in place. But it's evidence. So they gave up, after hovering over for two days, they gave up the 200-period moving average. That's significant. It has to be paid attention to. And oh, by the way, here we go again, coming into the Friday close, 217.67. They've given it up. Are they going to rally back to try and close above tomorrow? That's a tall order. It's not that close by. If they're going up that far, we're going to have one heck of an all-out buying spree across all markets on Friday, if that's going to be the case. Just to reiterate, here's the weekly chart. 
This is Irene. The low is 209.05. You close the week below that low, that's the good night Irene number. Won't be easy. They'll fight it. They'll rally back to it. They'll try and recapture it. All of the above. But that's Irene. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're either running a test of this breakup candle low, or they're just going to fail. They had a dead cat bounce for a few days, and now they're coming right back down in or in the midst of a downtrend. Remember what we said about the weekly close here. 14,760 is important from a weekly closing perspective. So we'll be watching that Friday at 4 o'clock. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? Short of the 50-period moving average, same intraday reversal or daily chart reversal candle as the SPY. We've seen this before. We've read this book before. We'll see if they've recocked the weapon yet again. Just as an aside, when you have one of these candles, this is the 120-minute chart. So you see this candle on the 120 chart, the 240 chart, the hourly chart, a lot of charts. When you see a candle like this, this is a reversal candle. There were buyers in there. It was on volume. When you go down to the bottom and you see the volume and you see where this candle was, it was around 12 or 13 million shares. Against all the other hourly, or in this case, 120-minute volume candles, it was heavy volume in comparison to the majority of the rest. So we know that there was institutional participation in that candle. They were buying it. Therefore, they're going to play defense inside that candle. Hence, you had a retrace. You might have another one. They're not going to give up this candle so fast. Write that down. Put that on a sticky. That's part of the way the market works. Financials, XLF, they're on their way back down to visit what? A former breakout area. We traded the breakout. Now they're coming back to test the breakout. They haven't filled the gap just yet. The low today was 37.22, and the gap over here is 37.11. It's close. I'm not sure it's close enough for government work or not, but you know the story. They'll be back later to fill the gap either way. But look up north. They filled the gap up north, but not the one down south. The games people play. About Smash Mouth. Let's go back to last night's video. What did I say? I said Smash Mouth was on time. They were on time, and today, spiked through and reversed at the 100-period moving average. They were on time. Another hint, how to read the tape, hashtag in front. That was on my mind when I saw this morning and the ABC patterns and the rescue operation. All that stuff, it all works together. That's why we look around the horn. We have leading markets. We have lagging markets. We have markets that are typically leading in the direction of, in this case, the tech space. And you can see we had an intraday turnaround in the queues. You can always find, let me rephrase that. There's always a market, there's always a chart that's really leading the charge. The question is, can you find it? Yesterday, Smash Mouth was on time. Go back to the videotape. Time is more important than price. That's also taught in the course Lazy E-mini trader. You like that shameless plug, don't you? It's not really a shameless plug. It's the truth. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, I can't do these videos. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.